Everyone has something in their life that can be a stressor. But some people deal with their situations in more positive ways in order to take control. It's not difficult. You can do this too. Welcome to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully with your host, Rusty Williams. In this program, you'll learn how using hypnosis and mindfulness can lessen the stress and strengthen your life. Now, here is Rusty Williams. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to this latest and greatest, I promise you that we have a very special guest this morning, episode of Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. Um, I want to start off again, my life's an open book, and I promised you that I would keep it that way. If If you remember last week, I said I was flying solo, and there was a couple things that could have really caused me angst. One was my wife was in the hospital. I'm thrilled to share with you that she's home now and and getting better, getting healthier, getting stronger every day. And I told you I was flying solo last week because I screwed up with scheduling. And the guest that I originally had scheduled was actually scheduled for this morning. And I'm thrilled because that guest is going to be with us here today. So I have two great reasons to be thrilled this week. And I hope you can find reasons yourself to be thrilled this week. But there's always a caveat, isn't there? So here goes. Open book, right? Today, I don't eat anything solid because tomorrow morning, bright and early, is that wonderful experience of getting a colonoscopy. Yay me, right? So the the way the prep goes now is they split it in two different preps. So tonight at 8 o'clock, I start it. And then I have to do the second prep six hours before my reporting time to the endo center. And my reporting time is 7.15 a.m., which means about quarter after one in the morning, I'll be starting the second prep. And if you know anything about colonoscopy preps, well, I probably won't be sleeping. Now, I share that with you, again, because my life's an open book, but also because if you think about it, I could be worrying. Now, it's not that I'm not thinking about it. But I could spend my day worrying about stuff. I could spend my life, my, my, my day, thinking about how horrible it's going to be today, only drinking chicken broth and uh, having scoops of lemon water ice or jello and things like that. But instead, because I've practiced mindfulness and I'm practicing mindfulness, I've, I'm learning to just stay in this moment and not worry about what's going to happen tonight or tomorrow. So, that's what's going on in my life, and so I, I can pretty much guarantee you that whatever you have scheduled for a quarter after one in the morning, it's probably going to be better than what I have scheduled for a quarter after one this morning. So let's get going with that little bit of uh, information as the foundation. We've talked about the unconscious mind in all the previous shows. Last week, we even discussed it a little bit, and in today's show, the title is uh, of the show is Going Deep, The Power of the Unconscious Mind. And we are fortunate. And when I say fortunate, I really mean that. We're fortunate to have someone who has expertise in the unconscious mind and who's developed a protocol that's used by hypnotists all over the world how to communicate with the unconscious mind. This morning, we're joined with Stephanie Conkle. Stephanie is an award-winning clinical hypnotherapist who has spent more than 12 years working with clients on a daily basis. She is a client-centered hypnotherapy instructor where she teaches and mentors hypnosis students in advanced therapeutic techniques. And Stephanie is widely known for creating the highly successful, profound somnambulism protocol, like I said, that's used by hypnotists all around the world. Stephanie, welcome to the show. 
Thank you so much, Rusty. I really appreciate you having me on. And oh, joy, colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah, so maybe before the show ends, you can give me some tips on how I can get through this with my unconscious mind working differently than my conscious mind, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But, but for, for, you know, I've had, I had a bowel resection. I had major surgery a year ago where a foot of my colon was removed along with my rectum, right? Oh, That's goodness. Always, yeah, so the colonoscopies aren't new to me. It's just this prep is a different kind of prep. So I'm kind of thinking, okay, someone maybe a little sadistic minded might have come up with this. So we'll get oh, one in the morning because you know what happens once you take that prep, you're not going to sleep. So, oh. well, thank you. But maybe you can give me hints. Maybe you can think of, put on your thinking cap for the next 45 minutes. We'll, we'll bring you to your happy, safe place. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Now, you know, we've talked, Stephanie, just to bring you up to speed. Last week, I talked a little bit about how there's conflict when the conscious mind and the unconscious minds aren't in sync with each other. Um, for example, I, I used, I think, the example when someone wants to quit smoking, but they see themselves as a smoker. The unconscious mind says, I'm a smoker. The conscious mind trying to use willpower um, tries to get them to stop smoking, but the unconscious mind says, no, you're a smoker, and they have difficulty with it. So let's start off with just that as the premise. Maybe okay. you can explain what your profound somnambulism protocol is and how it came about, how you developed it. Um, I was introduced to it very briefly. I, I think it was three years ago now, there was the virtual uh, hypnosis conference. And I believe you shared a 45 minute spot on that, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so, oh, on the virtu for the virtual, the virtual conference, virtual. right, so that actually was not my famous protocol, that was just, um, if you're doing regular hypnotic techniques, this is how to help uh, people become more somnambulistic as you well, are. I, I loved it, and I, and I downloaded you. it. Oh, well, thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, so, what is this, you know, for our listeners who are, you know, we're just everyday average people with yes. no... Yeah. What is this? Idea I know. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out where to actually start, you know, depending on your listener base, because, you know, first, what is hypnosis to begin with? And that's just a whole could be a whole, you know, that's two right. hours right there. <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, so but let's just start with, you know, that hypnosis is uh, let's just call it a state of concentration okay um trance so we go into trance really all day every day anytime you're driving and you know you get so lost in thought that you miss your exit you're actually in a deep state of trance um anytime you're you know watching the television and but you you get so absorbed into the story you don't hear the phone ringing you're in a state of hypnosis right you're you're actually in a state of trance Right. So the hypnosis is more of the programming that happens within the trance state. So we need to get to a nice little trance state just to have like this programming from the outside world take. Okay. Um, so most people are actually, you know, walking around in a state of trance. Most people, I mean, everybody has been hypnotized. You just don't know that you were hypnotized. Yep. <laughs> Because it, it's called something different. Um, we've all been programmed since birth, right, to to follow certain instructions automatically. Uh, we even program ourselves. So the first time you learned how to ride a bike, um, when you were first learning, it did not fall into your subconscious muscle memory, right? You had you were just using willpower to try to ride that bike. 
But once you start it feeling how balance is supposed to feel and visualizing yourself, becoming more confident, you're able to program in how to ride a bike. So now you have a programming, how to ride a a bike in your subconscious programming. (laughs) So now anytime you get on a bike, you can ride a bike, right? Even even driving a car, like um, I just got a brand new car, um, not even a month ago. And you should have seen me try to drive this thing for the first week <laughs> because, you know, just the little uh, gears and stuff were, you know, just the little gadgets on the, on the dashboard and uh, the turn signal was different. The windshield wiper thing was in a different location. And it was kind of, you know, disorienting because because I had driven my other car for, you know, well over eight years. So now having to drive a new car, I had to, my subconscious had to learn. Okay. Sure. So that's sort of just this natural programming that we do all of the time. So we're, we're, we're hypnotized all day, every day. And what a hypnotist will do is they will go in and they will override the negative programming that also gets programmed in. <laughs> Right. And we'll put in new, uh, more constructive programming, healthier programming that will override the negative programming. So that's that's just sort of a, you know, basically what's going on in a nutshell. Now, when we're talking about somnambulism and then also profound somnambulism, um, or when we're talking about uh, like full body catalepsy, we're talking about hypnotic phenomenon. Now, this is what most people think that hypnosis is. They think that it's what they see in the movies or in cartoons, right? That um, the hypnotist has full control over the subject and, and it's mind control. So it's not mind control. It just looks bizarre. Right. You know, if you see somebody completely cataleptic, Um, If you see somebody who is following out these set of commands, but it looks like they're not consciously there, (laughs) right? Like a stage stage hypnosis show. Exactly. Like a stage hypnosis show. Um, The people are in, or the volunteers are in a state of somnambulism. And when we get somnambulism, we get what's called hypnotic phenomena, um, where you can experience like hallucinations, positive hallucinations where you're seeing things that aren't there or negative hallucinations where you're see- something is right in front of you, but you're not seeing it. Um, so there's just all kinds of wonderful things that we could do. Just, uh, you know, completely get rid of all pain so you can experience analgesia, anesthesia, um, like I said, uh, you know, rig- rigidity, catalepsy, all kinds of you know, very interesting and strange things <laughs> happen yeah. when you reach somnambulism. All right. Um, also, when you reach somnambulism, somnambulism, you can actually experience amnesia. So you're not remembering the session or being hypnotized. Okay. Um, and and when you reach profound somnambulism, this is what I teach: is profound somnambulism. I'm teaching the hypnotist how to get the client's mind completely dissociated from the body and where the client actually feels like they're sleeping or dreaming. They're not consciously aware at all of what the hypnotist is saying. And yet the deeper part of them, their subconscious is speaking to the hypnotist through their own body, through their voice box. They just have no awareness that, that their subconscious is talking through them. 
Now, talk about spooky. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking my our, our listeners might be thinking, uh-oh, what's going on? Right. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. We all have a subconscious, right? And we all have, uh, we, we all have parts of, of our personalities that help us. And, and this, you know, you can go back and read all of this in, in Jung and all of his theories of the collective unconsciousness and the archetypes and the active dreaming and all of that. Um, so this concept has been around for a long time. Um, I like to say that we all have multiple personalities. Because, you know, that kind of freaks people out sometimes. <laughs> That's reassuring for people like me, though. Thanks. <laughs> but we don't all have dissociative identity disorder. That's only when your personalities take over your main personality and lock it in a closet. Right. <laughs> but we do all we have these personalities, um, what are called ego states. And we have these natural ego states that form as we are growing up. So we have uh, an infant ego state. We have a child ego state. We have an adolescent and an adult and an older person and a wise person ego state, you know, a, a rebellious uh, part of us. And the in all of these parts, when we develop, um, let's say going from the child to the teenager, we don't ever get rid of the child that child personality that's a part of us actually just moves into the background and the teenager kind of steps into the foreground. Okay. But that, but that inner child is always there. Okay. Now sometimes that inner child likes to take over. Right? Yeah. And, and you see this with people and you go, Oh man, you know, that dude was acting so childish today or, Oh wow. That, that woman, she's so childlike. I love her childlike personality. Well, that's their, their inner child part of the personality that just kind of moves into that forward position. But you know, when it's happening, you have a conscious awareness that you're acting a certain way. We also have parts or ego states that develop anytime we go through a major trauma or a huge state of confusion. And this is what's called a coping mechanism. So a, a new part will form, will sort of like splinter off the main personality in order to protect you as you're experiencing this trauma so that you're protected from it. And that's a very, very good thing, actually, at the time, if you need protecting. But the problem is if this protective part of you keeps trying to protect you when you don't need protect anymore, when it's not real. So, like, for instance, for me, um, I had a huge fear of flying after my daughter was born. I didn't fear flying before she was born, but as soon as she was born, I started you know, being scared of flying, and I would just think about getting on a plane. It might be two weeks out, and I I would have a visceral physical reaction. My palms would start sweating. I would get nervous, right? Um, and that that and and I had high anxiety, and that was a part of me that was really scared. It didn't want me to lose control. It was, the and part so, of you that it, it was protecting you. And it, it was, was something, protecting me. Something yeah. from way back was protecting you. Something, yes, yeah, something inside me that developed into a coping mechanism was protecting me, not, yeah. you know, and really it was doing a great job because I would not get on a plane. But, but you do now. <laughs> I do now. In fact, okay. that's what actually got me into hypnotherapy. So was, we, we're up against the break. Okay. So here, here's what I want to do. 
I want to find out how you got past that fear of flying. Sure. Uh, when we come back, maybe you can share that and then share how you use your protocol um, now that we know we know, understand that the subconscious mind, I use interchangeably unconscious, subconscious, um, and how you, you help your clients make the change because of the profound effect it had on you. Sounds great. All right. We'll catch up with Stephanie right on the other side of this break. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. To reach the program today, you're welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send Rusty an email, his email address is 13.rwilliams at gmail.com. Now back to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. Well, welcome back, everybody. And Stephanie, before the, the break, you were talking about your fear of flying and how you had this, I believe you called it a visceral, mm-hmm. physical, emotional mm-hmm. re- response. So here goes. Inquiring minds want to know, how did you overcome that? What, what, what happened? Well, hypnosis, of course. <laughs> there you go. That's so what, so what happened was um, I was just never going to get on an airplane again. <laughs> You know, I could just drive anywhere I need to go or, you know, take a bus or a train or something. Uh, but then my husband made this um, this little horror movie that got into the Cannes Film Festival in the south of France. I was a producer on the movie. We got invited to go to Cannes 
Um, and it was an opportunity for me to walk the red carpet. <laughs> and, and, at, and at the Cannes Film Festival, um, that's a huge film festival. A lot of celebrities are there. And it's like, you know, am I going to like miss out on one of the best opportunities I'll probably ever get in my life? Like this, I don't even know if this will happen again or, you know, based on my fear or, you know, or, or, or you know, I had to figure out what I needed to do to overcome that. I was like, no, I'm going to get on the plane. I'm going to go, but I need help. I knew that, that this fear was psychological because I had flown comfortably for, you know, years and years and years. Um, and I knew that it was, I, I don't know, I didn't know what happened, but I knew that once the baby was born, that's when I developed this huge fear of flying. And so, you know, like most people do, as a sort of as a last resort, <laughs> I, yeah. I sought out hypnosis. And uh, it took about three sessions for me, uh, but I finally could get on a plane and, you know, fly very comfortably. And I'm a very comfortable and confident flyer to this day. Um, in fact, I even look forward to flying. I, I enjoy it. It's almost um, an out-of-body experience for me. I really, I, I look forward to going on, you know, the next plane ride. Yeah. So what, what was it, did the hypnotist go back and find out what the fear was, or was it just a rapid technique that, you know, you rewound it and you think differently about it? So, so there was, you know, there was different processes with this because it wasn't the same hypnotist um, for all three of the sessions. Um, I, I did some work with collapsing anchors. Um, I did some, I think what really clinched it for me was that um, I went to a hypnotist who was also an airplane pilot. <laughs> wow, there you go. And so um, he was just really able to just tell me what I needed to know because I'm a very logical person too. So I needed to know statistics <laughs> and he was sort of able to incorporate that into the hypnosis as well. And, and I think that's what finally clinched it for the me. Safest way to travel, right? Right. And he's like, you know, I know that it's the safest way to travel and um, I, like I knew that mentally, like, like, you know, that logically, but yet you still fear and why you fear it is because you're having these mental images of, you know, the plane going down or of you being sure. out of control or, uh, for some people it's that they're in, in, in an enclosed environment for such a long time, right. right. Or they're germaphobes or whatever. There right. could be so many reasons, reasons to have a fear of flying. But for me, it was really like the plane going down. Right. So, <laughs> I would imagine with that as a background and you understanding that the logical thinking part of the mind is saying, yeah. no, come on, this is the safest way to fly. I know. And you now understand profoundly here, I'll use one of your words profoundly, the power of the unconscious mind that was trying to protect you. I would imagine if nothing else, that gives you more empathy when clients come to you knowing that logically they should be thinking this way. And yet they're being, whether it's because of prior programming, memories, fears, whatever it is, they're acting a different way. And I would imagine that gives you even more empathy with them. Oh, absolutely. And that's, you know, my favorite people to work with are people who have fears and phobia, trauma and PTSD. Um, so I really, my heart does go out to them and I, because I know what they're going through. And there I also go. know that we can completely reprogram this. And by the way, 
we can reprogram this without having to put the person into a profound somnambulistic trance. <laughs> oh, I was hoping we can reprogram through the imagination alone, right? So we how can reprogram you, through symbols, through so metaphors, through symbols and repetition, uh -huh. and, and repetition. There's so many different ways. Like I say, there are many ways to skin a cat. There you go. So how do you, for in a generic form, because I, I find this, and when when I first read up on the protocol. Um, I, I just found it so interesting. How do you communicate in, in a nutshell? You know, this isn't a, a this isn't your class, um, but how do you communicate with the unconscious mind so that the because I'm sure our listeners are thinking, wait a minute, my conscious mind is here. How do you bypass that? Some would call it the critical faculty. We'll, we'll, we'll skip right past that. How do you communicate, and how does the unconscious mind? Did you set up? beforehand how the unconscious mind is going to communicate with you or do you just do it on the fly and, and see what happens how does how does it work so all right first of all the unconscious is is always conscious there okay. you go always so starting, aware always awake always aware always awake starting with that premise so um i'm always talking to the subconscious or the unconscious or the other than conscious, whatever you want to call it. Oh, and I treat it as if it's another person, even though it is part of the client. And I even have the client imagine using this metaphor. I just say, you know, just imagine if you were born with an invisible conjoined twin who's been with you your entire life, knows you better than you know yourself and is always guiding you. That is a part of you that's going to program in all of the good hypnotic commands today. That's the part of you that's in control. I'm not in control. You're not in control either, but your subconscious is in control. And I'm just going to guide it and ask it to do a little bit of reprogrammed, you know, reprogramming today for your, your health and well-being. And so the subconscious heard me say all of that. Right? That's part of my pre-talk. Okay. And so the so sort of set it up so that the subconscious knows that I know that I can talk to it and ask it to go in and reprogram the unconscious. When I say the word unconscious, I mean that as in the body's consciousness, right. and which I think is almost a separate consciousness as well. It like the body has its own consciousness, and that's all of the autonomic commands and your heart beating and you breathing and and your digestive system working without you having to consciously tell it to do so right exactly so but the, but then the subconscious is more of a personality and the subconscious is sort of like a computer programmer for your body as well so it can go in at the unconscious level and do all the programming and i don't know how it does it <laughs> <laughs> I just communicate with it and I just and I just tell it what we would like for it to do or what programming we would like for it to install. And so once I get them into profound somnambulism, that's when I get that hypnotic phenomenon. That's when um, I, I, the subconscious can do this work at any time, right? Um, but the reason why I get it, them into profound somnambulism is because I like for the subconscious to talk back to me in full sentences and let me know what's going on um is this you know problem that the that the client has is it serving a purpose maybe there's a secondary gain maybe there's another reason why the subconscious may feel like it still needs that problem and if there's a secondary gain i want the subconscious to tell me what that is God. and then if it seems like it's something that we can remove or or solve in a different way that's not going to sabotage the client's health 
then I can sort of like negotiate with the subconscious at that time or, or, you know, see if we can go in and, and remove it anyway. Um, so I just like getting the verbal feedback from the subconscious. Now you can get what's called idiomotor responses, um, which is feedback through, say, like the client's fingers, like digital responses, like a yes or no. I don't typically like using idiomotor responses only because um, it's like playing 20 questions and you have to phrase all of your questions where the subconscious can answer yes or no. Yes or no. And there's so many areas of gray <laughs> that, you know, it's just better to get the full information so um, I can help the client in the best possible way. Now, when, when you are helping the client in the best possible way, are you saying we'll use everyone, well, let's go with fear of flying. Mm-hmm. Let's go with fear of flying. Um, someone goes to a hypnotist for fear of flying. When you are talking to the to the subconscious, is it you, and I'm, I'm just, here's here's your choice, your yes or no, there you go, it's the, <laughs> the one-off switch, I hate to do this to you, but is it you will no longer have a fear of flying, or maybe you can talk about the reason we use positive suggestions as opposed to negative goal setting. So a negative, and setting a negative goal is, I will no longer smoke. I will no longer eat snacks. I will no longer. Yeah, um, and you know what? I actually, I'm going to, I go against the green on this one. So that's with, what I wanted to ask. With the consensus like of from, hypnotists. <laughs> sounds like from, it sounds like from what you, you've shared, that's what I wanted to ask you. Do you actually say you will no longer fill in the blank? No, I, I say to the subconscious, I say, um, is the fear of flying serving a purpose? Right. No. And if it says no, okay, since it's not serving a purpose, you could remove it, couldn't you? And it would say yes. And say, okay, thank you. Please go in now and remove that fear of flying. Let me know when you're done. Okay. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) So I don't have to do, but if I do give direct commands, right, hypnotic commands, um, from this point forward, you are no longer a smoker. I have to say no longer. For sure. No longer. <laughs> right? yes. Yes. Um, and what, what I know is that it's really the intention behind the words. It's not the word itself. It, that The subconscious does hear and understand the words no and not. Okay. It, d- despite what people may think or the teachings, what people have been taught or other hypnotists have been taught. Yes. Uh, the subconscious does understand the words no and not. Just make sure you put that inflection where you want it. Indeed. Right. Yeah, so we don't have an, an unattended embedded suggestion, which we talked about a few shows ago. Right, right. And that certainly can happen at certain levels of hypnotic trance. It, that will never happen at profound somnambulism. Okay. Now, here's a, something that just popped into my mind. How long does this take? I mean, you. How long is it? A, a session for most of us. An hour. So you're so to do this and to get this kind of change as rapidly and as permanently. Literally, just a, a, your sessions aren't longer than a typical hypnosis session. Your sessions are just like walking into any other hypnotist about an hour. About an hour, but if you include the pre-talk, it could go an hour and a half. Sure. First-time clients are usually an hour and a half at yeah, least. Yeah, and if you're just learning this protocol, I would even give yourself two hours, but no longer than that. And But then, when they're in profound somnambulism, um, you can set up a post-hypnotic suggestion with a transinduction word that will automatically get them back into profound somnambulism um, 
anytime you want them to go there. So for the next session, all you have to do is I call it the password. You just have to give them the password and they'll drop directly into profound somnambulism. You can speak with the subconscious again in full dialogue, um, direct voice. That certainly cuts down on the induction time, doesn't it? You do no induction whatsoever <laughs> at that point. Okay, so so your second session may only take 10 minutes, <laughs> right? So even if it takes 90 minutes to set up in the first session, no big deal uh, because any subsequent sessions, you know, it, it's just going to be automatic, is this something that, why, how is this different with, with profound somnambulism protocol? Have you found that the, the results are more rapid? Are they longer lasting? Are they just different? How is it different from what other hypnotists have, have been using? It, it's different because I get information that I would okay. never get. Because let's say a suggestion doesn't take for some reason, okay? Instead of me feeling like, oh, wow, I'm a bad hypnotist, <laughs> wasn't it? You know, I go in and ask the subconscious, why didn't the suge- suggestion take? And um, it'll have a very good reason <laughs> for so, it. So instead, <laughs> instead of us just hoping for the best, yes. even, though, even though we expect the best, you are getting real-time feedback. You're not That's waiting it. a week later to find out you're getting real feedback right then if the suggestion I'm getting feedback right there I'm getting a feedback a week later and when we see how the week went and if if you know things don't go according to plan I want to know why and the subconscious will tell me why and then we'll fix it right then so I don't typically have as many sessions I typically only have one or two you know sessions sessions with exactly it's so I don't yeah Hypnosis isn't a phenomenal business plan. Because when I tell people that, because <laughs> our, our goal isn't to have people or clients forever. It's two or three right. sessions, and we kick you out of the nest. Real quick, as we're coming up to, up to a break, how long were you practicing hypnosis before you started? This started kind of <sighs> percolating in your mind, and then how long have you been using it since you've been a hypnotist? I think I've been using it for like maybe four years now. Okay. Three or four years of, mm, yeah, four years. Uh, so for a long time, I was just doing hypnotherapy like anyone else. And I was still getting great results, of course. Um, and also, I don't use profound somnambulism for every single client. Uh, there are some issues that I don't need to get all of this information. I can just do some simple NLP techniques with them and get right. results. You know, and, and for, for our listeners, NLP is neuro linguistic programming, and that that would be a whole nother. Or waking, waking hypnosis, hypnosis, or imagination work, or you know, there's so, like I said, there's so many ways to skin a cat. But but for certain issues, I do, especially you know, like maybe trauma, I do want to speak to the subconscious, and I and like in those cases of trauma, I want to make sure that that um, that the client does experience amnesia because I don't want them to have to remember anything that was uncomfortable to them, especially with PTSD and and like you said, trauma. Right. So when we come back, maybe we, we can end the show with you and I discuss, well, you discuss, I'll listen, how's that, um, <laughs> about h- how our listeners, what they can do. You talked about waking hypnosis. Some some things they can do, whether in between sessions of our hypnotist, between hypnosis sessions, or without having, no, I would say without having to go to a hypnotist, but mm-hmm. things they can do on their own to communicate with the unconscious mind and get the unconscious mind going in the right direction and out of that protection mode all the time and 
and that kind of stuff, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. I'm excited right. to talk about and, that. And so, so we have about one or two minutes uh, because this commercial break is going to be about one or two minutes. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Stephanie about that. We'll be back awesome. in just a minute. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. To reach the program today, you're welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send Rusty an email, his email address is 13.rwilliams at gmail.com. Now back to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. Well, welcome back, everybody. And before we went to break, I encouraged Stephanie, okay, I threatened her, uh, <laughs> to, to share with us, you know, for the last 40, 45 minutes or so, we've been talking about this profound somnambulism, how it works, that the way Stephanie has developed this protocol that is literally used by hypnotists all over the world. Uh, but I want you to understand that you don't have to go into such a deep trance in a hypnotist office. So, Stephanie, I'm going to ask you that follow-up, but I, I want to make sure our listeners know who you are, know where they can get a hold of you if they want to contact you. What's the best way? How, how can they find you? How can they? What's the best way to contact yeah. you? So, the best way to contact me is through my website, which is clearliferesults.com. And um, I do online sessions for people who are not in the Atlanta area. Um, but if you are in the Atlanta area, then you can you know, obviously come to my office and and uh, we can work together that way. If you're 
uh, a hypnotist, an amateur hypnotist, or a practicing hypnotherapist, uh, you can go to my website, stephaniekonkel.com, and you can learn more about me and the programs that I offer that way. I also offer Profound Somnambulism as a digital training course as well. Great. Maybe I'm thinking maybe I'll do that. My birthday was last week. Maybe I can get my wife to buy me a. All right. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. Here we go. In the next 10 minutes or so, let's talk about how our listeners, how how anyone can use the, the power of the unconscious mind, power of the subconscious, the other than conscious mind, yeah. to, to use that to their benefit without sitting in a hypnotist office. What do, do you, first of all, do you give your clients homework? Do you encourage them to use their imagination, to use their creativity? What, what can we do either in the interim between sessions or what can people do to unleash that power, use that power of the of the subconscious mind in a positive way. Right. So here's, here's the thing. The subconscious is always talking to us, okay? It's always communicating with us. Uh, but the best thing that we could do without being in a, you know, deep hypnotic trance is to use visualization. And actually, um, I believe it was because I kept visualizing a plane going down in my mind. I just did it over and over and over again. <laughs> that it just created this, you know, neural pathway in my brain and it just sort of programmed that in. Um, but see, we can do the opposite. We, we can control our thoughts. So we can, you know, imagine, visualize yourself the way you want to be. Remember how I said I had a visceral response, a, a, a yeah. physical reaction? Well, the same thing can happen when you're thinking positive thoughts because, you know, the brain really doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imaginary, especially when you put lots of thought and emotion and visualization behind it. Okay. So now some people, they, they're, they're not like that great at visualizing, but maybe they're better at feeling scenarios. Okay. Happening. Um, or maybe they're better listeners. So whatever, you know, your, your best sort of learning modality is sort of go into that and utilize that. But you can always talk to your subconscious whenever you want. All right. Um, your subconscious communicates to you every night when you're dreaming. It's sending you sig- you know, symbols <laughs> in yeah. dreams. And, you know, if you just get real still and you ask your subconscious a question, it will give you the answer. Whether it will give it to you in words or symbols or feelings, um, it's really up to the individual person. But what I say is, except the fir- very first thing that pops up is the correct answer. So what we try to do is the something pops up. Nope, that's not for me. That's silly. That's, that's it's weird. That's whatever. We judge it. <laughs> yeah. And the subconscious is trying to, to really help you. But when we judge it, we shut it, you know, we push it back, we shut it up. <laughs> and then we, and we keep, you know, operating out of, the mode that we had been in. We can't really change our mode of operation unless we really pay attention and trust the subconscious. So the first thing that the subconscious reveals to you is the correct answer. And maybe you don't understand it. Maybe it's confusing. That's okay. You can dig deeper and you can continue to ask your subconscious. So those Um, thoughts, those thoughts that come up and uh, this is crazy. This, This can't be it. It must be my imagination and overload. Yes. Instead of analyzing it with the conscious part of your mind, you're saying, 
let it go and and just see where it takes you. Yeah, let it go, and see where it takes it. it. And you can keep you can start journaling. You know, just do a, a stream of consciousness. Let it flow out because you will get information if you just allow it to happen, and just kind of stay out of the way. Let the subconscious flow through you. Okay, and is this a one-time thing? Like I visualize it once, and that's it for. Do you recommend, you know, we know repetition is the well, subconscious mind feeds off repetition. So, so, yeah, so repetition is always great. Again, repetition is good to to help, like, the neural aspect of it, the, the you know, the physical part. Um, the subconscious is sort of more ethereal. But uh, repetition always helps. It's not always necessary. It kind of depends on what you're doing. Okay. You know, Um so, but what's more important is that you just let your subconscious know that you're listening to it, you trust it, and allow whatever happens to happen. Some people go into deep meditation. I'm not really a good meditator. You and me, you and me both. <laughs> I'm just not good at just sitting still and, and trying to be in the present moment. I'm more, I'm a little too ADHD for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I will go like on long walks and not listen to anything i'll just be quiet and and i'll have all that monkey chatter you know the monkey mind chatter my brain and and i allow myself to have that monkey chatter get it all out okay but then see this is where you have to go on long walks though it's it's, (laughs) but it's good for your body uh then you get it all out and then all of a sudden inspirations come to you ideas right you start you start solving problems you know you 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 start thinking of things and and sort of bringing those things into existence like you know everything that you see around you it came out of somebody's mind right it was a thought that they had and they were inspired to have this thought by their inner self so our minds are always the 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 subconscious is always creating, sending us information, whether it's ideas, thoughts, um, even suggestions for us to act on. And mm-hmm. I, I love what you said about, you look around like I'm standing in a room right now in, in, in the studio and I'm looking at everything on the walls, I'm looking at cameras, I'm looking at microphones, laptops, and you're right, every single thing, and for our listeners, think about this for a minute. What Stephanie said, I, I, again, I'll use the word profound, um, Every single thing that you see around you, other than what came from, from nature, but everything that's been made by humans, had to first be an idea, had to first be a thought. And so our minds, the, the imagination, I guess what I'm getting at is the power of the imagination is just that. It's, it's very powerful. Absolutely. And, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, and the thing is that I think we sort of underestimate how powerful our, just even our imagination is, <laughs> you know, um, because we're, we're always sort of in this, you know, we're daydreaming all the time, Yeah. right? But that place has so, so much power. I, I used to get notes written, um, written 
to my parents from my teachers when I was in school saying this child daydreams too much. (laughs) (laughs) She needs to be paid attention to her work. Yet I would still make really good grades (laughs) because I think I was absorbing even more information um, beyond what the teacher was saying um, when I was in this daydreaming state. Because you were learning it. You weren't just memorizing it. That's right. It, It was actually more receptive to the information. Um, and yeah, my mind was sort of in another place, but yet I was still able to absorb the information. And that's sort of the same thing with hypnosis. Your mind can be in a completely different place, but you're going to absorb what you need to get um, in a much more powerful way when you go into this trance state. And isn't it, I don't want to say it's a shame, but I'll use that word. It's sad in a way that we encourage our children to use their imagination. We encourage them to, to pretend and, and, and think of, you know, all kind of things as, as they're playing. And then something happens as mm-hmm. we grow older where the idea of using our imagination and creativity, it's almost frowned upon. And, and, and in a way, I, I think it's a shame because it's the, the subconscious still wants to communicate that with us. And I, I think what, if I can paraphrase, encapsulate what you've been saying is if we just listen to it, a lot of the, the problems, maybe not the, the huge problems, but a lot of those can, can be resolved if we just mm-hmm. listen to it. So it's a two-way street. We communicate with the subconscious mind by obviously giving it, you know, and the, the subconscious mind is always listening to what we say, but we need to, to really tune into it and become aware of what it's communicating with us. Absolutely, because it wants to help you. But it wants, you to, it wants you to listen. I hear that all the time when the subconscious is talking to me, like, uh, he knows what to do, but he's just stubborn. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. So, so, so the, the conscious part is just, you know, that that's our personality. Well, I'm just a stubborn guy and I'm not, I'm not going to listen to right. all this positive stuff that's trying to protect me, trying to help me, trying to preserve exactly. the, the good stuff. Before we go, Stephanie, one more time, remind our listeners how they can contact you, how they can find you where they can find you so you can find me at clearliferesults.com clearliferesults.com um and again i do sessions over zoom and skype um if you're long distance or if you're in the atlanta area you can come you know visit my office and if you're a hypnotist then go to stephanieconkle.com and just check out my training programs there well that's where i'm going as soon as i'm done here (laughs) <laughs> that I, I, if, if you had to leave our list, I'm going to put you on the spot in less than a minute. Mm-hmm. If you had to leave our listeners with one suggestion, what would that be of, of how they can go about the rest of their week, the rest of their weeks in, in, in with a positive mindset, understanding that the power of the subconscious? Yeah, the subconscious is always with you, is always helping you. You are so deeply and completely loved. You are supported beyond belief, even much more than you're even aware of. Um, You have everything within yourself to accomplish whatever you want. It's already there. It's just a matter of allowing it to happen. And sometimes that's a practice, the practice of allowing practice of allowing that is the perfect way to end the show i'm going to write that down too by the way stephanie conkle i want to thank you so much for giving up part of your day to, to, to share everything that you know with with me with our listeners i really my appreciate pleasure. it my and, pleasure thank you so much for having thank me you. and listen uh, tune in next week where we're going to be talking about mindfulness and how it can help us 
accept our feelings and, and respond to them in healthy ways. We'll have a special guest next week as well. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week. I don't think at quarter after one this morning, what I'll be doing, you don't want that visual. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for joining us this week for Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. Your host, Rusty Williams, invites you to tune in again next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again next week.